Hey everybody, it's officially draft season, and we here at Upside Swings couldn't do what we do without Global Shop Solutions ERP software. Simplify your manufacturing by scheduling a demo at globalshopsolutions.com. Thanks again for listening. Hello everybody, and welcome back to the last Upside Swings podcast of the 2023 NBA draft cycle. Um, this is such, this has been such a fun, rewarding draft cycle, and I'm just so I'm just so damn happy that that we're here, man. Like, as great as it's been, I'm also tired and I'm ready to be done watching basketball for a little bit. And it's about time for the draft to be here. As you're listening to this, it's draft day, baby. Stay tuned to us tonight on either playback or Twitch. Uh, we'll, you'll, we'll tweet out where we're at. Uh, but stay, stay glued to our Twitter. We'll all tweet it out. Like, be ready to watch us live for the draft if you want some commentary that isn't uh, – you know, whatever the hell it is ESPN's doing. Is Kendrick Perkins going to be on the broadcasting in this year? If so, you definitely want to listen to Upside Swings. But uh, I, mute, either way, mute it for the betterment of your mental health. Yeah, uh, but we're here. We, we did a mailbag. Not a ton of people wanted to ask us questions in the mailbag, which is fine. Honestly, I think some of it is just that uh, anymore you'll see, like I'm seeing like multiple times daily, certain accounts posting like ask me anything and they'll answer it on Twitter. No one wants to ask a mailbag question. They're going to have to wait weeks to get an answer or days to get an answer for on Twitter or uh, on a podcast. So, uh, but before we get too into our mailbag and then a mock, a predictive mock, uh, Stone, my friend, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm, you know, excited for this, the final episode of the cycle, uh, outside of the drafting, you know, maybe, um, reactions afterwards or, or gradings of picks afterwards but in terms of like pre-draft this is the last episode of the cycle so really excited um and you know let's just get right into it yeah i mean it's been a pretty big cycle for us like i you know i don't want to i don't want to tune our own horn but we started a website uh we have writers on our website now putting stuff out um it's it's just it's been such a blast Let's do it. Yeah, this is this is a little throwback because Stone and I, I don't think we did this last year, but the year before we did this little like predictive mock thing where we bet kind of we didn't really bet anything tangible, but we were like, who's going to get more picks right? Uh, and so we're going to do that again. Uh, but first, we're going to answer some questions. We got some questions from some great some great listeners and some great friends of ours. Um, and we'll start with the one from Corbin Ford. He asks, rank these three players and tell me why. Nick Smith Jr., Derek Whitehead. Keontae George I think it's an interesting question he's definitely asking about guys who were you know highly ranked RSCI guys who had maybe up and down to disappointing freshman seasons Stone the floor is yours how would you rank these guys um I have Nick Smith uh the highest um I think that he is somebody that really just uh is getting overlooked you know and in I guess in some ways uh it's fair because of what he did at college but when you look at high school i don't need to go into all of that I, so nick smith number one um i'm going with the other guy who had a iffy college season uh with derek whitehead um i'll take him number two and then i'll have keontae george number three and all of those guys uh are actually no nick smith is the only one that's that's a tier above them and the other two are in the same tier below them um but derek's you know probably like eight spots higher than Keontae. So that's how I would rank them. 
Yeah, so I I have Derek first. Um, I I just I I think Smith probably has like higher quote unquote upside, but I I like my three and D wings maybe to a fault. I think he's a great off ball scorer, uh, great off ball shooter, uh, and really good defender. Like like all around defender. The handle's not there, but that's where I'm at. I have him in the same tier as Nick Smith. I actually think I have them almost back to back. I have Derek at seven and Smith at ten, so not very far off at all. Um, and with Nick Smith, I, I think uh, I'm 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 just like go watch him play on that Brad Beal Elite team, man. Like if you're not, you are just missing a valuable sample. Just straight up, you are missing a valuable sample. And like if you're one of those people who's like, oh, it doesn't matter because they're high schoolers or whatever, you're just wrong. Like I I don't know what to tell you. Like you just have a real lack of understanding of like the the way basketball works and how development tracks work and he was injured this year but he's still a great ball handler with absurd touch can hit pull-ups solid passer really underrated point of attack defender one of my favorite point of attack defenders in this class uh so big fan of his then a couple years down uh in my late first bets i have Keontae george um i think i think i'm lower on george because i don't really buy him as like an on ball scorer or creator at all but he is a good shooter and he is a good point of attack defender so i'm not like out on him i just don't really see that like top 20 upside but um that's my ranking let's move on to the next questions from our friend at motor city hoops he's one of the best out there bryce simon your goat if you're listening to this uh who ends up being the surprise first round pick that isn't on consensus media mock drafts this is an interesting one because it's kind of hard to like predict like what NBA teams are going to do. But I think I, and I kind of spent a while like, okay, what would a surprise first round pick look like? Because my answers earlier on would have been guys who seem like they're, you know, fairly constant lotter, like not lottery, but like, I mean, Bilal Kulabali, there was a time where it's like, oh, he's like, might be a sneaky first rounder, but I am going to go with an overseas guy, someone who I think is going to be stashed. I'm going to go James Nagy. Uh, from Barca, Barca, however you want to say it. Um, Barca, this is the last <laughs> episode. Get it right. <laughs> uh, I say that just to mess with Stone. Um, he measured really well. He's a good athlete, and he's probably going to be willing to be stashed. And I think in a draft like this, towards the back end, teams are going to be like, well, that's kind of like what I want. I don't want to draft a guy and bring him over because I don't like it. But um, if you if you draft a, a stash guy in the first round, you have the rights longer. Um, so I'm 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 that's what I'm thinking. Stone, uh, who's your who's your surprise guy here? Um, there's, there's a couple of guys that I don't know if they'd be really surprises or not. So I'm gonna go a bit more off the wall just to make it more surprising. I'll, I'll name two guys. Uh, one I'll say Jordan Jordan Walsh, um, who it, I think by most is projected to probably go in the second round, but I think um is uh not someone I would even take i think in the first round but i think the fact that he stayed in after being like i mean it came down to the last second people were like is he gonna stay in? is he gonna go back um the fact that he stayed in i think maybe there's a chance that he has some assurance that he's gonna go somewhat high and then also uh he's super young teams like really young players um and i think that the walsh fits that the other guy out there in there who is pretty much the complete opposite is seth lundy um because he um is super old but he can really shoot in teams value shooting and i think he impressed people at the combine to the point where there's an outside chance he could be like a late first round pick 
yeah, no, I, 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 I respect it. Um, another guy I'll throw out there. Uh, he's no longer like, like Omax would have been an answer here. I, I think like, I don't know. Like, I feel like Colby Jones isn't a first rounder on consensus mocks. I could see him going first round. Um, and then a, a guy who I think could also maybe get there. And this is, if you want, like from the top ropes out of nowhere, Nico's Rogmakopoulos for the same reason that I brought up. Uh, James Najee is just a, hey, this guy is uh, a stash guy and we can draft him and not bring him over because we don't want to pay money for someone we don't like. Um, let's move on to something from our friend at uh, underscore everything Cavaliers. If the Cavs are able to trade into the late first, who would your ideal target or targets be? Now, the Cavs just desperately need wings who can shoot the ball. Like, that's that's what this team needs. Uh, they they need a three who can shoot. I love Isaac Coro. If you're going to play Mobley and Allen together, I think they need wings who can shoot. Now, finding those guys in the late first is kind of hard. If someone like a Jet Howard falls and you can maybe get up to 20, I think that'd be a great pick. I think it's tougher outside of that because there's just not a lot of wings who are actually good shooters who are also competent defenders. You know, Julian Strother, I would like here, but then you're really putting a lot of pressure on Mobley and Allen because then you have three turnstile defenders. Based. Well, Mitchell was better last year, but not a great, you know, great defender by any means. I think a Seth Lundy would be a great target for them. Um, my top guy, and this he's not quite a great shooter yet, but I buy the shot, is Julian Phillips. Uh, if, if he shoots, like, he can replace Coro's defense competently um, be a shooter on the outside who can hit open shots um, and just be just be solid. Uh, Stone, I, I I probably stole some of your names there. Is there anyone else who stands out to you? Um, I actually only had well, I have two names kind of. Um, one name being Max Lewis. Like I think there's a chance he falls that far into the first, and I think that he has some shootiness to him. And the defense is not there yet; it's a work in progress, and I don't know how interested the Cavs would be in taking a guy like that because the defense probably isn't impactful till year two or three at a meaningful enough level. But, but uh, I think it can be a guy that shoots and eventually defends with the tools that he has. Um, The other guy I'll say is Chris Murray. Like I think he's, it might be kind of clunky having Mobley and him and uh, Allen all in the court together. And I think Murray's probably best, um, defending like forwards but uh i think you can try and shoehorn him into that sort of role and it might might be able to work out in that way yep all right moving on to the last question we got should team take a look at tumani kamara in the second round how high is he on your board this is from uh at nick wills underscore that's wills with one l um we we talked about Kamari recently. Actually, it, it, the pod probably dropped after you asked this question, but I'll, I'll answer for both Stone and I and say that neither of us are super high on Kamara. Neither of us have him draftable. Um, I just don't think there's a ton to really build off there for him. Um, but he's he's solid, and he is a um, you know a, a solid G League bet to me at least. Is just a big who can make some plays and and uh, be an okay offensive big. He's just a little undersized, not a great defender. Uh, not a great shooter. Um, all right, let's let's move to kind of the part of this pod that most people are probably listening for that we're really excited to get to, and that's a quick mock. I've not said how many picks it's going to be. I just kind of want to talk through each pick, um, and then we'll we'll each kind of give who we think the team will take, uh, and and what our reasoning for that is, and then on Friday or whenever we record our wrap up pod, 
we'll go through these picks and 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 who we thought might be selected and, and kind of make fun of each other and uh you know see who got more right um so stone i'll open the floor to you is there any chance it's not Wemby here at one no we can just move on i mean there's nothing to really talk about <laughs> yeah absolutely it's it's uh the spurs are going to take victor Wembanyama um from metropolitan's 92 and we all know that we've known that forever he's already like wearing spurs gear around i believe like i don't even know if the spurs have worked anyone else out tampering like they... take their pick away um uh, but anyways let's let's move on to this the second pick because this one's more interesting and we're also going to discuss some trades as well so what's your prediction for what happens here at the second pick mm, this is tough i all the reporting is miller right and I think that obviously it's very much smokescreen season. Um, we went over this last year with Jabari and Paolo, all that sort of stuff. I'm really torn because um, I, as much as I think that smokescreen stuff could be real, I think there's very much a chance the Hornets just see Miller as like a pure better fit next to Lamelo because they view Lamelo as this point guard who, for whatever reason, isn't going to be the best fit with Scoot. I disagree with that, but I think that's how they might view it. I'm, I, but at the same time, I think I don't know if they can be that. Like if they can know that Scoot has so much more value across the league, I feel like than Miller does in terms of how teams view them. So I'm not sure really which way they're gonna go. I will say Miller, um, but I'm not confident either way. All right, here's where I'm going out on my win, right? So Stone says Brandon Miller. I, I I I buy it. I think that's probably the most likely outcome. But I'm going to say that the Pelicans trade into pick two with either Zion or Brandon Ingram. I don't know who. Um, and they draft Scoot Henderson. Um, I don't know how we will adjudicate this. Should the Hornets just draft so, Scoot Henderson? We probably neither of us will get it right. But No, um, I'll, I'll have a – sorry, to, but we'll do one point – if you get the pick right and then two points, if you get the team and the pick right, and okay. then we'll, we'll go from there. And if you're listening, uh, we'll get, we'll get Cooper off air to give us his picks. And then on, on the weekend or Friday or whenever we do this after we'll go back and add all the points up and, and see who won. And the loser probably has to do something bad. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, and embarrass themselves by saying that they would, uh, rather have Sengun than Zion Williamson. Uh, no, but I, I think the Pelicans move up here. I, th- I think it'll be, I think it'll be Zion. I think it'll be Zion for two. Uh, the Hornets just got a new owner. Zion, for all his issues, is a huge money maker. His jersey will sell when he does play. Him and Lamelo is a crazy duo. Um, so that's my that's my out of left field, out of left field crazy pick. Let's move on to pick three. The Blazers in my mock are now reeling. They're like, what the fuck just happened? But for you, Stone, what, what do you think happens here at pick three? I think that if they, if the Hornets in my mock were to take Miller, I think now it really opens up trade possibilities for the Blazers uh, because I think teams would be willing to really do it. So I will actually say that the Pelicans do this at pick three instead of pick two. Um, and I think that uh, because uh, – some something's gonna happen in in my my mock dreamland where the somehow the Pelicans catch a win that the the Hornets are gonna be taking Miller. 
Uh, so they save their assets, send it to the Pelican or send it to the Blazers. And the Blazers end up with one of Ingram or Zion. Um, but I guess in both of our mocks, Scoot is going to be a Pelican. We both see the vision. Uh, I think the Blazers are really upset here because all the teams that are like, I would absolutely trade everything for Scoot are like, oh, we don't care about Brandon Miller, actually. Um, so I think it's just going to be the Blazers here are, are just kind of stuck and they're going to take Brandon Miller um, and they're probably going to be really upset. Uh, at four, the Rockets, I'm guessing Coop at this point is probably jumping up and down. Stone, who do the Rockets take? <laughs> uh I want to just for the sake of something say somebody else just to make Cooper mad, but I don't think I think there's an outside. If it's, I'll say it's Amon Thompson, but if they don't take Amon Thompson, I think there is an outside chance they trade it before they take somebody else at four. So, and if I were to rank the possibilities, it's Amon, look for a trade, and then take somebody else. But I think most likely it's Amon. I will also say Amon Thompson here, but I would put above above trade. I would put. Um, I would put a potential Anthony Black draft. Uh, Stone at five. The Pistons are up. Who are they taking? Uh, I'm gonna go Whitmore here. Um, I think this is. Uh, I don't know. Just it seems to make too much sense uh, in terms of like positional need, uh, and and how they would view it. And he's super athletic. We all know the Pistons like that sort of player. Uh, to me, it just seems like an easy fit here. Yeah, so this is where I'm buying the fall, right? People have talked about how they think Cam Whitmore might be falling. Um, I'm going to go with a really crazy one. I think the Pistons are going to take Anthony Black, or not Anthony Black, sorry, are going to take Taylor Hendricks. Um, I just think he he has the profile of a guy to me that rises like crazy. Um, I don't know if he's been like winked here at all. I honestly like, this is purely vibes based, but I think Taylor Hendricks is, is going here at five. Um, at six, it's the magic with their first pick. Do you think the magic are doing any shenanigans or are they just drafting BPA stone? Where are you at? I think they're just drafting their BPA, which is the, I similar to you. Um, I think Taylor Hendricks is going to be a, a magic at six. I, I, I do think he rises up. I just don't think he gets to the point where the Pistons would be taking it would be willing to take him over Whitmore. Maybe they would because they just want a roster full of bigs because that is what they like. But I think that um, they obviously need shooting in Orlando, and I think getting that from a big position would make a lot of sense here. So I could see them definitely taking Hendricks all the way this high and, and maybe surprising some people. I love it. And, and for me, I have them going with their other need, dressing guard and taking Ant Black with the idea that he can be a point guard for them. Uh, does it... He obviously doesn't help build that shooting need, but does, you know, uh, kind of help their guard room and potentially give them a place to to build off of. Um, Stone at seven, it's the Pacers. Yeah. So here, I think a shenanigan might happen. Um, I feel so old saying that word. Uh, I think uh, the um, Utah Jazz are going to trade up because they want to uh, get ahead of the Wizards and, and take Anthony Black. Um, so I think that the, I, I would say nine and 16, maybe some sort of contract is involved. I, I'm not going to get that far into it, but I think nine and 16 probably go back to make this trade work. Uh, and I think the jazz end up with Anthony black at pick seven. Fascinating. So you think the Pacers will make both nine and 16? Uh, I find that really interesting. And, and I actually think that's very realistic. 
Um, I don't think they hold on to it. Just wait for the rest of. This oh, 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 okay, out. okay. Um, I, Stone is in his bag right now. Um, I'm gonna say the Pacers just stay put and take Jarris Walker here. Um, I think again, like I'm buying the Cam Whitmore falling smoke, and I think that Walker just feels like a Pacers guy. I believe he's had two workouts there, and they've liked him. Um, all right, Stone at eight with the Wizards. What are they doing? The Wizards are fuming. They're pissed. Anthony Black is off the board. What do they do? Oh, yeah. Asar Thompson is still here. So I think they're going to go with him. I love it. I'm buying the Wizards doing something crazy, too. And I think the Wizards are going to take Bilal Koulibaly. Mm -hmm. Um, This was actually like uh, one of the picks that lines up with uh, what happened in our mock. Uh, Garrett took Bilal here at eight. And I buy it. I think think it's going to happen. Stone? Uh, at nine, the Pacers are now back on the clock. Yeah, uh, obviously, with my mock, it's now the Pacers. I think the Pacers make this pick, and then the rest of their picks are going to be up for grabs. Um, I think the Pacers are the team here that would take uh, Kobe Bufkin. Um, I think that he's he's rising up boards. He's somebody that is you know, going to probably go lottery. Um, I think the Pacers would take him despite not needing a guard. Really? I think the the value of him um, would be high because the forwards that they might've wanted or thought they might drop back here uh, would be actually cut this, cut this. I didn't realize Walker is still on the board for me. They're taking Jerace Walker here. I'm sorry. To make I'm not cutting this by the way. Everyone's going to okay. have to, Nobody... everyone's going to have to hear you record scratch. Yep, I'm I'm scratching that record. They're taking Jerace Walker. I forgot he's still on the board. That's who they're taking at pick nine. Love it, love it. Uh, for me, I, with the Jazz here, um, Asur Thompson is falling, a massive faller. They're considering him, but also we all know the Jazz for whatever reason really love Kobe Bufkin, and I think they're going to take Kobe Bufkin here. Um, I think that's just it's such a Jazz pick. They're like I think they really want a point guard. Um, and yeah, that's where I'm going with stone Mavericks here at 10. What are they doing? I think the Mavericks are not making this selection. I'd be, I actually think I'd like even just not even considering this mock in real life. I'd be pretty surprised if the Mavericks were to pick at 10. Um, I think that we see, uh, the Nets move their picks to move up maybe some other contracts happen or something like that but i think the nets might move up here uh and we see um some sort of machination where uh that they use their pick like one of their picks or or something and maybe the mavericks send back like Jaden hardy or something and ultimately cam johnson becomes a maverick so i'm gonna say uh the nets take here uh, Kobe Bufkin on my board. I think that's who they're going to select. They need guard help. I think that they view Bufkin as somebody like that. I'm getting funky with mine. You never know what's going to happen in the draft. And I think to win big, you're going to have to take some big risks here and, and try and get some points. So I'm going to go with, with that. You absolutely saw where I was coming from. I was also going to go Nets, but I don't think they're going to give up 21 and 22. I think they'll give up 22. I think they'll give up Royce O'Neal, Cam Johnson, get a guy, like you said, like a Jaden Hardy, Maybe maybe they'll take on Christian Wood, move up to 10, and this is where I have them taking a sore Thompson. Um, I think, you know, rounding out my top 10, a sore fell a little bit, but, 
you know, you got if you're a pair of twins and you both go top ten in the NBA draft, that's a that's a hell of a birth year. I uh, can't tell you can't tell you enough. Um, Stone uh, at eleven, it is the um, it is the the magic up again. Are they making this pick? And who are they taking? Yeah, uh, so they got their shooting with pick six. Now the Magic get to do what they want um, ultimately, which is take guys that can't shoot that are super long. And I think they go with Koulibaly here. I think this is where the the Koulibaly hype uh, ends or starts, you could say. And um, I think they ultimately can't help themselves taking somebody that, that matches their type of guy that they continuously take every year. Nope, I absolutely buy it. I'm going to go with them taking their shooting here and going Grady Dick and walking out of this draft with Ant Black and Grady Dick. I'm guessing they're pretty happy. Um, All right, Stone, it's the Thunder here at 12. What are they up to? Um, Man. I I think the Thunder trade this pick in real life. I just have zero clue in, in what direction it would be, so I think they'd just stay here. I think the Thunder take their shooting and go with Grady Dick here. I think they need... Uh, they need that that level of shooter to space the floor. So I'm going to say that he goes here. I think the Thunder pick Hassan Wallace here. Um, I think the Thunder were hoping that Bilal would be here, but he's not. And they're like, we'll just take the best guy on the board. They're a smart team. They'll do that. They want to move on from Lou Dort. Hassan Wallace is a better in every way version of Lou Dort. I could see him starting next to Shea successfully. Um, and even if he doesn't, he's just too good to pass up here. Um, at 13, it's the Raptors. Stone. Oh boy. Um I I don't want to copy you, but uh it feels like that's what I'm doing. I'm gonna say they take Hassan Wallace here. Uh they need some sort of long term guard assurance, and I think Wallace can provide that from the one or two position. So this was a hard one for me to really determine um uh, because they're at a weird spot. I'm guessing the way I kind of did this, they wanted to move up to three, but when Scoot wasn't there, they didn't want to include Pascal or OG. One was like, okay, well, we don't want anything. Um, and they're kind of left at 13. I would have said Jordan Hawkins here, but Gary Trent Jr. did just resign, and he's kind of like what well, like their shooter. Like, I don't know if they want another two-guard shooter. Well, he and, did opt in, so there's a yeah, opt in. He That's could right. be traded. Yeah. He could he could be traded, yes, but I'm still I'm still not sure I'm there. I'm going to go with a really weird one. And Stone, you can call me crazy. I'm going to go with Brandon Podziemski here. I think the rise is real. I think he is uh, going to get some of that Santa Clara shine. Uh, and I think Pods is my guy here at 13. Um, Stone at 14, it's the uh, it's the Pelicans, sorry. <laughs> yeah, getting a little excited there. Um, I think the Pelicans... Uh, well, sorry, I, d- I didn't clarify in my initial trade. 14 is probably included to move up in some way. So I think actually that's true. Would so be, it would be the Blazers. This would be the Blazers. Yeah, correct. Blazers for you. And it'll be the the Hornets for me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think the Blazers take Derek Lively here. I think this is they need front court help. Uh, they got some of it with either Ingram or Zion, but that still leaves a center position wide open. And I think they view Lively as the, the guy that can do that for them. Yep, and, and and sort of in a similar vein of a team drafting for need, whether that's smart or not. I think I think the the Hornets will take Jordan Hawkins here. He's a two guard who was really good at college basketball. Michael Jordan loves that shit. He won a national championship, and you can convince yourself he's a great fit next to Lamelo because he's a shooter uh, off the ball. And um, yeah, that, that's where I'm at. At 15, 
It is the Hawks stuff. I think uh, that I mean, this is one of the teams where like they can really just pick whoever they want. Um, there's no real need. There's no real like they're a log jam at every position. So I'm going to say they take Leonard Miller here. I think the Hawks are a team that can afford to get funky with it. They're obviously trying to move off of John Collins. Um, I think this is the Leonard Miller pick. I love it. I'm not there. Um, I'm honestly having a tough time, like at this point in the draft, like no idea where teams are going. I, I don't, I don't pay enough attention. I'm going to go crazy. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. The Hawks are going to take Jaime Hawkes. Um, I think that, and, and I like the Hawks as like a drafting team. I think they do a lot of stuff. Well, I think he is one of those guys who's had just a really weird rise. We're at this point in the draft where there's no consensus left. Uh, and I just think they'll, they'll, they'll take him here. Stone, you're up. It's Pacers at 16 via Jazz. Yeah, so I actually think this pick is moved. Um, I think the uh, in in some way, shape, or form, um, I think that the Grizzlies move up to make this pick at pick 16. Uh, I, we've seen it in the past, right? They've moved their guys last minute because they really like somebody. They think that that's their guy and it's, it's worth moving some somebody on their team for some extra capital whatever it may be <clears throat> podziemski feels like a very grizzlies pick so i i think uh you know everyone on draft twitter loves podziemski i think the grizzlies are, are ran by draft twitter so they're going to take brandon here at 16 love it love it love it love it i, I would love that fit um for me I, I i think the jazz are staying here um and i think so the Jazz earlier in my draft drafted Kobe Buffkin. I think this is where Leonard Miller goes. I think they'll buy they'll buy uh, high on his upside and, and just see like at sixteen they kind of took a guy who I wouldn't say is like safe, but they can probably convince themselves as safer in Kobe Buffkin, and then they take a high high upside swing with Brandon uh, with with uh, Leonard Miller uh, Stone. It's your team on the clock. Who are the Lakers picking? Uh, they're not. I think the Lakers are trading down. Um, I think that. Uh, the Lakers do not want to make this pick. Uh, they want to probably try and, and move something with like a veteran in some way. Um, so I think they moved down to one of the Nets pick that wasn't included in the, the Mavericks pick. So let's say 22 um, and they pick up like Royce O'Neal or something in the, in the, in the meantime, and the Nets are making this pick. Um, they're back on the clock. I think they already took Buffkin I think they go and take Jet Howard here to space a little bit. I think that they view him as a really high-level shooter, um, and I think that he is bigger than Hawkins, so I think they might value that a little bit more, and he might go a little bit higher than Hawkins. I think because I think the Lakers are really lame and kind of bad at this, I think they're going to to trade this pick to the Raptors for some combination. Oh my of gosh, we're getting crispy shade. We're dying. Gary, Gary Trent Jr. and uh and uh you know Chris Boucher and guys like that for Mo Bamba, Malik Beasley, and pick 17. Uh they they've they've secured some depth, Stone. Don't you just want depth really bad? Uh and the Raptors here are gonna take Nick Smith depth. Jr. Uh Nick Smith Jr. is the guy for me here. They're like, oh he's fallen 
uh, we want to bet at a creator um, and he can fill that. Uh, maybe if you want to, so if you want to be happier, maybe you can consider this a sign and trade with Fred Fanfleet and you guys can have FEV. Does that make you feel better? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, I will say like, just to be very clear on the record, we if we're at 17 and Nick Smith Jr. and Podziemski are still there and we end up moving, or if Kassan Wallace were happen to fall this far and we move down and they are gone by the time we move down, I will be live like Cooper, like Cooper has not seen anything in terms of being mad. Like we we're, we're gonna see a, my actual psychotic meltdown. If the Lakers were to do that, anyways, let's continue. On. Luckily, Pods is not on, on the on the floor for uh, for me at least, or for you. So so you won't you can only be mad at one of those. Um, That's true. Up next at eighteen is the Miami Heat. Uh, Stone, where are they going? Oh boy, who do they want for their Heat culture? That is the question. Um, I think that they uh, go with. I'm going to say Keontae George. I feel like Keontae George is um, going to be like this really uh, workaholic type guy for them that they view as that uh, somebody that obviously is, uh, you know, in the gym a lot with, with his big muscles. So we're going to say Keontae George and they try and uh, phase out their current older guards um, and, and bring in Keontae. So I just realized I fucked up real, real bad. Uh, there's someone who's still on the board for me who absolutely should not be. I, I bought the fall a little bit. I don't know if I buy the fall to 18, but whatever. I don't want to go back and change history. Uh, Cam Whitmore to the heat at 18, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, I was actually You're going to miss some points on this one. But I, when I was thinking ahead, I was like, oh, like this is actually, I think they'll take Dariq here. And honestly, I probably should have had the Hawks take Dariq. I don't know why I went with Jaime Hawkins at 15, uh, but I did that. And uh, Cam Whitmore here. And the injuries are real bad. So don't you know, they, they don't like his knees. <laughs> they don't like Cam Whitmore's knees, man. Uh, so Cam, Whit- Cam Whitmore at 18 to the heat. Uh, at 19, it's the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Stone, you're up. Yeah. Uh, the Warriors at 19. This is interesting. Um, I think they go with probably the biggest faller um, in terms of how people view it and how my board's shaking out. I think they go with Jordan Hawkins here. I think that's the, the Warriors pick. Another movement shooter on this team. Good for them. Uh, for me at 19, uh, I think the Warriors want to trade out. Um, and trying to find out who that's going to be with is tough for me. But the the who do they want to trade with? Not a ton of teams are like dying to move up, probably. This draft kind of sucks. Um, so I guess they're just gonna stay here. They they looked and looked and looked and they couldn't find anything. They 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 called uh they called Minnesota about cat. And they were like, nah, actually, we don't want to. So the Warriors here are just going to stay pat, and they're going to take Dariq Whitehead. Um, Whitehead fell a little bit, uh, but he's here, and and they'll happily take him. Stone at 20, it is the Rockets <laughs> via, the, via the Clippers. Uh, how do you feel like cor- torturing Coop today? Ooh, we are going to go. <laughs> oh, boy. This is too much fun. There's so many options, too. Um I'm going to say they go with Jalen Hood Shafino here. I think that they look for a guard. Um, they look for their point guard of the future uh, in addition to their other point guard of the future with Amon, and they they just double down on guards. 
uh, and and push off uh, KPJ. Maybe they trade him for something, um, and and they just go with Amon and Jalen Hood in this. Uh, I don't think he'll care too much. He got Amon at four. Like you can't you can't get that much worse. But they'll take uh, Hood Shafino here. I'm gonna go Olivier Maxens proper. Uh, prosper excuse me i just i i like i was trying to think like what would make coop the most upset uh and jalen jalen hutchfino and and omax are like two guys who would uh make him want to die so i think you know those two options for us i'm pretty happy with both um <laughs> stone at 21 it's the mavericks for you it'd also be the mavericks for me via the nets where the mavericks going with this um for the mavericks i think they are really looking for that front court guy. And I think your prophecy of a surprise first round pick, James Maji comes into play here. I think that they, they take a, a real big that they feel can be an anchor at center. And uh, that's who they take. I hate you because I was going to like surprise the world too and have them taking James Najee, but I guess we're both just on the <laughs> same page. Uh, Mavericks somehow traded 21, take James Najee. We both have that same very specific prediction on our board. So um yeah um all right let's uh you are at 22 which is the lakers now uh who is your team taking how will they make you happy i think uh they will make me happy because i am taking i don't care if this is homer or not they're taking bryce sensible here i think that's who i'm taking for the lakers they need shooting um Obviously, Sensaba can do that, and uh, hopefully, they they picked up like Royce O'Neal in the in the way of moving down and threw in a couple seconds or something. That's who I'm taking. Homer pick, but who cares? So I still have the Nets here at um at 22, and this is where I think Jalen Hutchfino will go. Um, they view him as a faller, someone who should have gone higher, and uh, yeah, he's there. So at 23, it is the Blazers up again on your mock draft. The Blazers did not make a pick on mine. They did. Who are the Blazers taking at 23? Yeah. At 23, they are going to take someone that they feel is more of a win now player. I'd say, I think they take Jaime. I think this is the Jaime spot for the Blazers. Um, can come in. They believe in, and be like a, you know, instant contributor for them. So that's who I'll take. Cause they're trying to win now with Dame. They're not moving Dame. So for me, the Blazers really do not want to take, uh, do not want to take another guy. They're upset that they had to take someone at three, and they're they're putting feelers out. And I think the Bucks are going to put something together to move up. Um, I don't know exactly what it involves. It might just be future picks that the Blazers can then, or maybe it's a three team deal, and the Blazers get, you know, someone like a, uh, I, I don't know, like a good big, like a solid, like some some big who's not awful. Um, they maybe trade, maybe even like Anthony Simons goes to a team and like, it's sort of built around that. Um, uh, my 19 and 20 were, uh, Derek and Omax. Um, but I think, I think somehow, some way the bucks are going to move up here. And I'm sure people are going to hear that. They're going to be like the bucks, why the bucks, why are the bucks moving up? Well, there is a follower on my board, someone who can really shoot the piss out the ball. And that's Jet Howard. Jet Howard is actually, actually, you know what? I'm going to change it. Sorry, I'll leave this one in too. Uh, it's going to be Keontae George. Uh, Keontae George here at 23, just a team um, that just someone they they really really like. And uh, I, I I don't know, like he's a faller. Uh, even for even on my board, this is like good value. They'll find a way to trade up and get him. I think the Bucks just desperately like we need this. We need a real two guard who can shoot and defend. Keontae might play early for us, and they'll take that bet. They'll probably have to give up like a 
Joe Ingles and future first and stuff like that. But uh, I think they'll make it happen. Stone at 24. It's, it's the Kings at 24 with the Kings. They are, they're going to Kings it up a little bit and they're going to go with Noah Clowney, uh, get some front court help and, um, you know, go full, uh, scratch that, scratch that. I'm a dummy. They're going to Omax. They're going to Omax. Um, they think that Omax is the guy here. They're going away from the cliches. They don't want the twins there. They actually hate Chris, or uh, and and they think Keegan is the only twin for them. And they're going to go full on burn the world and, and take Omax. Uh. In case you guys can't tell, we we did not plan this out. This is this is hardly even intel based. This is purely raw biased. live reaction. Yeah, this is very raw. This is very. Uh, I'm probably not even going to really edit this pod. Like people, I'll, I'll edit that little last chuck out where we like we're just talking quietly for a minute. But other than that, like people can just hear we uh, we're just kind of fucking around out here. Not going to lie. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Kings take Chris Murray um, because I think they're lame. Uh, and then yeah. Uh, at 25, it's the Grizzlies for me. Did you have the Grizzlies trading 25 to move up to 16? Or are the Grizzlies still at 25 for you? No, they they moved 25. To the um, Pacers? Yeah. But the Pacers are going to sell <clears throat> Excuse me, sell this pick because they have so many picks that they can't afford to take this. So they're going to get a lot of money and maybe like some, some future protected first or like some seconds. Um, and ultimately, uh, I think that we see the Cleveland Cavaliers move up into this. I don't know what it entails. I think they they need uh, somebody that they feel can help them a little bit as a 3 and D type guy. Um, and I think that they view that person as Dariq Whitehead. I think they're going to go and, and, and take Dariq here uh, in the hopes that he can be their 3 and D type player. Yeah, uh, I think that's a that's a uh, that would be a great pick. Like I, I would I would trade just about everything other than the big four on the Cavs roster to move up and get Dariq because uh, if he's healthy, he's he's really good. I'm gonna say the Grizzlies stay here because I didn't have them move up. Um, and for me, I'm trying to think. Okay, draft Twitter track. Who's the draft draft Twitter guy still on the board? And honestly, because draft Twitter has kind of died, like there's not really someone who stands out there. Um, I I don't really know like. I don't know exactly where they're going to go with this, but I'm going to say this is City Sissoko. Um, I, I think they're like, we need some wings. Uh, hopefully they can shoot, but they don't They don't seem to value shooting to that degree uh, that some people do, and I think they'll they'll happily go with City. Um, Stone at 26, it's the Pacers. Are the Pacers actually making this pick? No, they're stockpiling future draft assets. Um, and they're they're just gonna keep going with that. Um, yeah, I think they just keep this pick, um, and and they go with it. Uh, I think that they stay in their hometown and take Trace Jackson Davis here. I think that they go for a big, um, and keep the hometown kid in Indiana. So that's where I'm going. BMU again. This is the second time. Like, I've like you've stolen my pick. I'm kind of frustrated. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I think the Pacers also take Trace Jackson Davis here. I think for some reason they're a team that's willing to to take like old dudes and and, and they actually seem to have a like they, they seem to prefer that. Um so I, I also think they go Trace Jackson Davis here. Um at 27, it's the Hornets. Is this still the Hornets for you? It'll still it'll still yeah. I, yeah, you haven't traded anything with them. It'll still be the Hornets for me, even though they traded out of number two uh so uh stone the floor is yours 
Uh, I think they go with Nick Smith Jr. They start the fall. I hate to do this to my guy, but um, he's going to the Hornets, uh, and they view him as someone that can space the floor alongside Len- or uh, Brandon Miller. Uh, and now, hopefully, there's more scoring help for Lamelo. So for me, the the they're the Hornets are at a really weird spot where they have like. They've drafted uh, at fourteen. My Hornets took, um, my Hornets took Jordan Hawkins. So they got their shooter. They traded for Brandon Ingram and or Zion Williamson. Probably Zion Williamson. They have a big. They have another guard. So what are they looking for? I feel like they're going to take someone like a Max Lewis here. Um, Max Lewis is someone who I'm fairly low on. I have him like in my forties, um, but he is a, a wing who's probably going to go in the first round and. The Hornets like their college players, um, and I, I could really see them going with him here. So it's uh, the Jazz here at 28. Uh, are they making the pick? Yes, they are, because uh, they only have made one pick so far. If you remember with all the trades, you probably don't, but they're going to take uh, City Sissoka here. They're going to swing for the fences a little bit. Uh, I don't think this is a swing really at this point in the draft anyways, but um, they're going to go with the guy with the highest upside left, and they're going to bring in Sissoko and Walker with their rookie class. Yeah, so for me, my uh, my Jazz have taken Kobe Bufkin and Leonard Miller. And here at 28, um, I think this is where Jet Howard finally goes. Uh, he's fallen a little bit. I think the Nuggets were really hoping he would fall one more pick. Um, but he uh, goes here at 28. The Jazz will just kind of take that best player available and be pretty happy with it. Stone? Uh, it's the Nuggets here at 29. They just recently traded up for this pick uh, literally today as we recorded this. Who are they taking? I think that they look for their Bruce Brown replacement and they go with Ben Shepard. Um, and they now are just going with, you know, highly productive college guys, um, upperclassmen, back-to-back drafts with, with Christian Brown and Ben Shepard. And now they're rounding out their role player is into full form. Trying to figure out who to go with here was something that was really tough for me. I'm going to go with I, this will probably be seen as like a crazy one to some people, but I think, I think it's very possible. I think it's someone who um, has not really been talked about quite in this area, but has seen a rise. And I could see the nuggets really liking them to get like a real strong forward back, like to be back a backup for their guys. That's Kobe Brown. Uh, from Missouri. Uh, I'm lower on Brown, but at 29 at this point, honestly, it hardly matters. Last pick of the first round. It's the the Clippers on the clock. Now, I think there's a chance this pick ends up traded to Washington. Uh, that's actually what I will say happens in mind. There's currently some, some machinations with, uh, it looks like Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers, Christoph Porzingis to the Celtics, and then some bullshit going back to the Wizards. I think some of that bullshit will be um the the Clippers pick at 30 but Stone are are you with me do you think the Clippers stay here if so who are they taking no I think this is the Wizards pick and I think that we are they're just gonna go with the absolute swing for the fences and take Gigi Jackson here um they don't have somebody that they can really has been like a star bet for them in the draft in a long time um they usually just take these guys that turn out being role players uh, maybe GG they view can be a lot more than that, and and they take a, a swing here at thirty. Yep. So for me, I'm going to go with Bryce Sensabaugh here. He's fallen because of his injuries, 
Um, but they're like, you know, fuck it, we're here. Uh, we're a team that needs to take a bet on guys like this. And he's he's a stud, man. He's a stud. Um, I want to talk briefly about some guys who went uh fell to the second round on our boards that didn't um, you know, for for um for the most part, we had very similar first rounds. I would say first rounds that really matched where consensus is on a lot of these guys. Um, I would say I think Noah Clowney went fell to the second round on both our boards, if I'm not mistaken. No, uh, he he went in the first to me to the Kings. Uh, no, you you changed that to Omax. Oh, yeah, you're tr- you're right. Cut that. Um, so Noah Clowney fell for both of us. Um, into the second round. Uh, Ryan Repair sometimes talked about as a first rounder fell to the second round for both of us. Um, you know guys like Julian Phillips. You like. Some surprising picks. You went with Ben Shepard in the first round. I went with Kobe Brown in the first round. There's always going to be some guys like that. I'm not, I'm not sure we'll see like a, San, a Santi Aldama in this draft, like where it's like, oh, I had no idea he was on the board that high. Um, you know, but I, I think I think there might be a little bit of funk. Stoney, Tristan Vucevic of, could be that guy to me. I think he can really jump too. He's another guy who, you know, I mentioned like Rock Vicopoulos is someone who could get drafted like higher than people expect. Uh because he's a stash. Vucevic is in that range too, is like just someone who can get drafted. Stone, this is kind of our last chance to do this. What are some of your overarching thoughts on this class as a whole? And the differences in how you and I view it versus how consensus seems to view a lot of it. Yeah. Um I think you I mean at collectively as upside swings, and I think also the consensus are aligned one of the few times that we're aligned um, uh, in thinking that this is a really strong draft at the top. Like I think everyone pretty much um, is unanimous with that in thinking that, you know, with the top four or five all the way through 10, maybe even uh, picks, this is a really, really strong draft. Um, I think outside of that, uh, it starts becoming a lot flattened, really flattened out. Um, And I think, uh, we're going to see a lot of trades and moves um, throughout this draft. I mean, even leading up to it, but also on draft night. Uh, and I think that it's going to be really difficult. I mean, I, I'd be surprised if like any of us outside of the, outside of the top, like three or four, maybe even not then even uh, got a bunch of these picks, right? Because I think it's going to be very unpredictable uh, in this draft. I think um, there's some general ranges for guys, but I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, somebody jumps up 10 spots than we, we thought and, and moves up that way. Um, I think that it's, this is my, however many years I've done this, um, this has been the most fun cycle for me, not in terms of the, not just even the content and the work we've put in, but also the, just watching these guys. Like I, I think a lot of these guys are a lot of fun to watch. Probably the most fun I've had um, throughout a draft cycle. So uh yeah, that's that's my ending thoughts for this cycle. I think this is the best job we've done collectively. I think this is the best job I've ever personally done on a draft. It's the best job I feel like we've done collectively. I feel like the three of us have really honed our scouting. Um, and it's made, it's almost too bad because I think this is the last year that Upside Swings really looks like this. Um, but, you know, it's going to continue in one way or another. I'm really proud of the re- website. I'm really proud of the scouting work we've done. Um, I think that this draft has been really special in terms of the draft itself. uh, I think it's strong in wings. It's full of wings who I think potentially play rotation roles. Um, I think the NBA and I might disagree on who some of those wings are. Um, But in general, I think that this draft has a real strength in terms of like 
functional good wings. Julian Phillips, Andre Jackson are guys who are probably going to be around in the second round. Uh, Jet Howard is, and, and Bryce Sensabaugh and Derek Whitehead are guys who are probably going to fall past the lottery. And those are three guys who are all wings who I expect to play real minutes. Even in the lottery, a guy like Taylor Hendricks is, you know, has his warts. Is such an obvious NBA player to me. He's a good rim protector at the four who can shoot the ball. That's someone who's going to play in the league. Uh, this draft has that as a strength. Um, I think my biggest difference is just at the top. I mean, obviously, Brandon Miller is uh, we've gotten killed. You guys, have, you and Coop have gotten killed for it on Twitter. I'm sure I will, too. Um, for me, I, I think there's just not a ton of shot creation equity there um, and sort of what you value at the top. Like, um, I, I think that's different. I also think consensus has caught up to us in some ways. You know, we were I don't want to say like we were some of the first people. There are plenty of smart people who were ahead of us. But when we did our pods episode, our pods pod. And we talked about Podziemski. We were all like, this is like a lottery caliber dude. Like, he's so good. And at that time, he was being mocked in the late second. Now he has a green room invite, and he's probably going to go top 20. You know, uh, I, I think in some ways, consensus caught up to us there. Um, I, I would say the same thing with, uh, you know, maybe even someone like an Anthony Black, who I think we were high on from the beginning of the year. Uh, now, there's some differences. Obviously, I think we're way, way higher in general on Leonard Miller. Um, you're definitely higher on like a... Uh, Cam Whitmore than it seems like consensus might be. He might go at five, but like, you know, I haven't been 18 and obviously I know everything. Um, but in general, like, I think um just proud of the work we've done. Uh, Stone, can't thank you enough for, for the journey we've gone on these last three years and, uh, you know, and everything in the future. We thank you guys all for listening. Um, this has been the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. We hope we hit our ceiling for this draft class, for this episode, for the last three years. You guys have been listening to us. Uh, it means a lot. Um, yeah, we just we hope we are ceiling. That's all it's always been about, just uh, trying to achieve that upside. Stone, do you have any final thoughts? Um, I have final thoughts, but I'll save them for a future episode. So uh, this won't be the last episode of this year because I think we'll probably do uh, something after the draft and grading and stuff and maybe something after Summer League. Um, and I'll save my final thoughts for then. Yeah, no, sounds good. Uh but yeah, we hope we are. We hope you guys enjoyed our coverage this cycle. Um, we've done a lot, and you know, if you haven't listened to everything, if your team drafts someone, hey, we got a podcast about them. In almost all likelihood, I I, I really do believe that we'll, we've talked about just about everyone who will be drafted. So for whatever that's worth, uh, thank you guys. We hope we are ceiling. Thank you. We'd once again like to thank the people at GlobalShopSolutions.com. Simplify your manufacturing and schedule a demo today at GlobalShopSolutions.com. Thanks again for sponsoring the podcast. Thanks again for listening. We hope we hit our ceiling. Thank you.